This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, bestsellers, and books that are out of print. For more information, please visit their website at bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago or call them at 773-239-1110. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Awesome Albums. I am your host, Caesar, and with me, as always, is co-host Eddie. Eddie, how are you? I'm doing great, Caesar. and today we have a guest. Today we do have a guest. Another guest, hey. DJ Louis D. What's up, guys? On the third mic. How's it going? I'm all right. I'm all right. Can't complain. Can't yeah, complain. Yeah. True. Me too. So we invited... DJ Louis D to talk about another awesome album, of course. This will be the second studio album by Kendrick Lamar. I'm pretty sure it's the second studio album, right? Correct. Good Kid, Mad City. I first heard this album in spring 2017, so it wasn't that long ago. Really? Yeah. I knew of Swimming Pools. Okay. That was like, I think, the biggest single. Yeah. But yeah, it was fairly recent. That's when I actually did start getting into rap, so Good okay. Kid, Mad City could technically be my the first album that really got me into rap mm-hmm. and it was a good one mm-hmm. i have to agree with that it wasn't until i started diving into kendrick lamar's discography that i truly started getting into a lot of other rappers of course if you take a listen to our show musical catastrophe <laughs> it features me and dj louis d where we talk about other projects and right. he's the one who is always recommending me rap albums mm-hmm. and hip-hop stuff fun stuff uh, take a listen. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless, yeah. Shameless plug. Uh, listen to Musical Catastrophe. We're going to have another uh, episode coming up with Oldlay by Beck and Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Nas Elmatic. That's another good one. So, that's a great one, actually. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting episode. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. But let's uh, jump into this album. Yes, let's jump right in. So this album starts off with, it starts off really strong. Absolutely. Shireen. Uh, B don't kill my vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we can say that word. And backseat freestyle, which Oops. those are some of my favorite Kendrick Lamar uh, songs, mm-hmm. especially with backseat freestyle because I feel like it's such a hard right turn coming off of Shireen and Don't Kill My Vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it was one of those songs that hooked me instantly. Shireen didn't really. It's still a good track. And Don't Kill My Vibe, it's phenomenal. But it wasn't until Backseat Freestyle that I was just like, wow, this is energetic. Even though this is my first time listening to Kendrick Lamar, mm. and I only had two songs under my belt at that point, it didn't really feel like Kendrick Lamar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my initial listening to this album was first came out, right? And the Kendrick Lamar that I was used to was, and, and mind you, I've heard of him before because, you know, stupid hip hop head, um, during the overly dedicated mixtape that came out in like 2010, 2009, something like that. And I heard Michael Jordan, like that was the first song that I was ever introduced to by Kendrick Lamar. And I heard for censorship's sake, we'll call it Snitch Don't Kill My Vibe. First time I heard Snitch Don't Kill My Vibe, it kind of reminded me of that track just because I knew he was capable of mainstream like sound and like the trap banger going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, the, in that song. And it's a subtle one. Like it's not really like, oh my God, like you can turn up to, well, I mean, I guess you could, you know, in a sense, but I don't think anybody's going to be going to the clubs, you know what I mean? Like with this track. I sing along to the song. You said what? I sing along to that oh, song. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a great song. But I don't, I don't think you're going to be like, you know, 
waving your hair back and forth to <laughs> yeah. snitch don't kill my vibe or anything like that like it's, it's a chill like confident song i yeah. would say mm-hmm. and that's what i appreciate about that track and i have to agree with uh what caesar said in the beginning shireen was a little bit of a of a rough start for me when i first started listening to the album i thought it was just uh, a little bit of a, a weaker start to snitch don't kill my vibe but as I started listening to this album more and more. I realized how essential that opening song is yeah. to the whole narrative right. that this album Definitely. brings up. And you bring up a good point. This album feels like a movie. I think even on the cover, a film yeah. by Kendrick Lamar is on the cover. Is it? I, I, I think don't even remember. On the cover, it says Good Kid, Mad City, a short film by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, there yep. you go. Yeah. And I definitely did feel that cinematic narrative structure to the album, and which is another reason why I really love this album. I love movies, and just seeing it in that framework worked really well. His story of... I guess uh, his struggles through Compton. What else did he do? He, I think there was a period where he invaded a couple of homes. Are we talking about like within the album? Yeah. So yeah. like mm-hmm. he, from what I can remember, because it's been a while since I listened, he's supposed to be going to Shireen's house initially in order to meet up with her. But like, I think he like parks his mother's van somewhere and he gets picked up by his friends and they go to invade a house and one of his homie gets killed in the process like yes. afterward I remember that and they get confronted by this one lady in the later half of the album and sing about me i'm dying of thirst just praying for the children and things like that and you know there definitely was a home invasion but overall like you were saying like it is, it is definitely a narrative to the to the album i think the narrative can be taken in different perspectives right so like you have the one love story going on here between Kendrick Lamar and Shireen or the the want to be love story that's going on between Kendrick and Shireen you have the peer pressured Kendrick Lamar that goes into like I'm not really a person from the streets but I have street friends right and he gets sucked into this lifestyle that he doesn't necessarily want to associate with but is forced to be associated with because of the fact that his group of friends are within this lifestyle. And then you have kind of the aftermath of that, right? Like where you get this sense of um, desperation almost because of the fact that you're in this lifestyle now, but the repercussions of being in this lifestyle are so tragic. And I think that's what's great about this album in general is because you see those different dynamics within the story. And another artist might have took that one aspect of this album and just made it one single album, right? Like they could have talked about just a friend's death on a whole 10 to 15 tracks. Or somebody could have talked about their love interest for a whole 10 to 15 tracks. But the fact that Kendrick was able to put this in such a interesting dynamic in such an interesting way of storytelling, I think I can call it a classic because, I mean, you haven't necessarily seen this done the way that he did it i completely agree that was that you know that's my perspective on it yeah yeah and i think appeals to me about the narrative is that he's not exaggerating anything he's not adding stuff that's unnecessary right all of the things that he talks about are very real come up in a very organic way for him and i just think that just him executing that as clearly and effectively as he did is absolutely amazing yeah so what do you guys feel about like the bonus tracks then because i know there's a lot of controversy with those like it doesn't really fit with the album or in the deluxe version yeah the so like the deluxe version has like black boy fly now or never 
collect calls? You know, to be honest, I never really gave them a listen. Okay. Same um, here. Yeah, and then I, I kind of, unless the remix is good, I won't listen to a remix. Okay. Um, so I, I mainly stuck to the core album. Core tracks. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, like, they could be good. I don't really know. Cause they're they, not bad. Uh, I mean, like, so I particularly, I mean, I could not particularly care for collect calls, but um, Black Boy Fly and Now or Never are interesting uh, tracks. Now or Never featuring Mary J. Blige. Um not exactly following along with the narrative or anything of that nature, but it is a upbeat, up-tempo kind of a hopeful song that mm-hmm. I think the album kind of needs, especially the way it leaves off, you know what I mean? Um, going into Sing About Me, Then Real, Then Compton, The Recipe. Like, though those are upbeat tracks. It still talks about, like, the dangers within Compton, right? Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think Now or Never gives it that, like, hopeful. Black Boy Fly, too. I think Black Boy Fly is more of a subtle, up, like, not upbeat, but it has a positive message. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of needed to happen at the end of this album just for sake of, like, you know, giving a more positive perspective on Compton and life in general. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll give him a listen, then. I'll definitely give him a listen yeah. to. Go crazy. For all of us personally, what is the top highlight of this album? Oh, there's so many. You know, it's funny because I feel like Good Kid is such a great song. When I initially heard this album, I didn't think Mad City lived up to it. Really? Yes. And then I listened to it again. Okay. I think two minutes in, maybe, there's a beat switch. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I didn't like it so much when I first heard it because it was so jarring. Yeah. But now that I re-listened to it, I was just like, this is actually a really good song. If I'm being completely honest, my favorite track might be Backseat Freestyle. Okay. Just because I love how energetic it is, and I could sing along to it, and it works well with that one song, Take On Me by AHA. Ha. Nice. I didn't <laughs> even think about that. Yeah. Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst is also a really amazing track. Yeah. I really love listening to that song. I think it's the most important to the narrative, at least in my my, my eyes. Because yeah, um, it's sort of a redemption of... The events that just occurred yeah. for Kendrick and exactly. everybody who was yeah. involved in it. And if any of you are like looking at this song and you're just like, oh my God, it's 12 minutes long, listen to it. It doesn't it even does, feel like 12 minutes, it, honestly. It does not feel long with yeah. that. And that's, that. It's such a great track because you got bars, you got story, you got all of it. I think my personal highlight for this album has to be um, how it goes from Money Trees to Poetic Justice. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Just because I feel that like that Drake feature? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I do like that Drake feature, and I'm no, not. The Drake feature is uh, awesome. I, I like the Drake feature. I'm not that big of a Drake fan. Okay. No. But I feel that this feature that he's on has to be a really good example of how good he can be. Right. As yeah. a rapper, I say that a lot. That's that's my uh, love hate relationship with Drake. But I think for me, if I had to go with like highlight track, I think personally the art of peer pressure. That opening with the drums and the jazzy influence and then how it like translates into like, oh, this isn't a happy day at all. Like I'm literally in the backseat of a car with my gang banging friends and that relatable in a sense, because, you know, it's something that I can either see myself or some of the people that I know going through. Right. And I think that is something that stuck out to me the most because he's like, I've never been violent. 
until I'm with the homies. You know what I mean? Or yeah. I've, I've never, yeah. you know, slanged whatever until I'm with the homies or whatever he said on the track. You know, it's just like he's never done these things. But because of the fact that he's being influenced by his friends in such a way, you know what I mean? Like he has to do these things. And that's what I love about that track. If I had to, like, maybe pick a second favorite, it would be Snitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Mm-hmm. Um just because I feel like that's an anthem for me to say, like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know. So then what would be, like, your least favorite part about this album, if you had to pick one? Least favorite is going to be real, just because the chorus didn't kind of do it for me. Not to say there's a bad song, necessarily. It is a bit repetitive. It is repetitive, and I'm just like, <clears throat> yeah, like, it's one of the tracks that, I can personally deal with that, but there are people say they like that track. So, you know, I don't blame anybody who does like the message behind the track. Like I don't I don't particularly have a problem with it. I'm real. I'm real. Yeah. I'm really and I'm just like, nah, <laughs> nah, sorry, Kendrick. Like, you lost me there. But the rest of the album is phenomenal for me. Mm-hmm. I don't really like swimming pools. Really? I wow. feel like it like disrupts the flow of the album. Uh-huh. At least to me personally. One of the things I feel like we forgot to talk about was the aspects of his parents. Very true. During that And Domino's, yeah. Yeah, like, the <laughs> where's my mother flipping Domino's? <laughs> it's the greatest ad in a rap album. Is. Yeah. It is. I don't know. I felt like that song in particular has so much to do with, like, his father and the way that he was brought up. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, you know, his father's like a drunk or anything like that, but the way that Mad City leads into swimming pools and, you know, things like that. Like, I just feel like his influence is definitely are seen throughout swimming pools it is kind of a turn-up song yeah but i like i said i think that has to do with an important deal of like the way his parents were implemented into the track list and like how their vocals and influences on his life personally have dealt a great deal on this album in general yeah and i thought it was also really human about it yeah because you can tell throughout all those skits that his mother at the end of the day really loves him sure in the beginning yeah. he's like yeah. she's pissed that her car is gone and she has like an appointment to get to right but at the end of the day she cares about kendrick's safety and about what he's going through same with his father because at the end of or towards the end of the album he calls him and says, yeah. sorry, your homie died. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, you know, he's like apologizes for being crazy about the dominoes too. So it's just, <laughs> yeah. And then also I think that happens around seeing about me, I'm dying of thirst, mm-hmm. which is again, another, like the theme of redemption is with his parents too, even though they weren't that bad to begin with. No. They're just annoyed with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I mean, as a, as a reckless teenager probably yeah. would be, you yeah. know, and then the whole album closes off with Compton. Yeah. Which is, you know, where he was, where he grew up in. Yeah. Another song that I didn't really care about when I initially heard it, but I grew to appreciate it. And was it, that it was a, that the end of the, the regular version? Yeah. Yes. Okay. With so, uh, Jay-Z? Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, wow. Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z uh, was in a... The remix of... Right, right. Yeah, the remix of Snitch Don't Kill My Vibe. It's, it's weird because, like, the ending for you guys is different for the ending for me because, like, I have the recipe, Black Boy Fly, Now or Never, and I collect calls. Because I have the uh, deluxe version saved on Spotify. Okay. But I stop at Compton. You stop at Compton. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly where I stop, too. And every once in a while, I'll try to hear the remix featuring Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah. Does, you, so you guys don't like the remix? or? Uh, I haven't given them any lessons to have a, like, a opinion on it. Okay. Yeah. I personally do not like the remix. What? I, I feel that um, the remix with Jay-Z doesn't fit the narrative that Kendrick is trying to put on the album. 
but I mean, give or take, it was like produced after the release, right? Very so true. I don't think it like dives into the narrative. To be honest with you, if I had to pick between the original and the remix, I kind of would choose the remix. The remix. Mm. Yeah. And I say that because, like, I feel this is, like, something that Kendrick did in order to prove himself, right? Like, this was something, like, because this came out in 2012, and this was, like, when Kendrick, like, hit his peak or, like, his rise to fame peak is what I mean. Like, like right now, he's, like, in mentions for, like, greatest of all time, mm-hmm. which is insane to think about. But, like, 2012, yeah. 2013 was, like, oh... This new cat, Kendrick Lamar, is, like, up and coming, and he can actually rhyme and make decent records. Like, who is this guy? What do we know about him already? You know what I'm saying? So that remix, especially with Jay-Z on there, is kind of like, I'm here, and I can, like, battle. Not even battle, but stay up to par as far as, like, bars are concerned with Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Like, Jay-Z is at, like, the top of the game. He always kind of has been for a while now. Especially in this day and age, like you, you can't touch Jay Z, just like you can't touch Drake, which is kind of sad, but you know, a story <laughs> in it for another day. You know, but like Kendrick's like, Yeah, I'm the new cat, but I just wrote a verse with Jay Z. Yeah. Or even Jay Z's like, Oh, there's a new cat trying to take the throne. Let me let me put a, you know, put a few bars in there. And a lot of people are doubting Kendrick for his lyrical ability on the album. And he, I think he mentions it in the remix. Like uh-huh. something about, you know, going triple platinum, even <laughs> though people were saying that the album was basically garbage or whoever. I, I can't remember who exactly had a beef with, but somebody said that his album wasn't that good. And he goes on in that song to say, oh, my stuff's triple platinum, but it's not good. OK, bullcrap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think when you put it that way, it does give me a, a lot more um, appreciation for that track, yeah. because in a way that is absolutely true. Um, Jay-Z has always been at the top. Right. And so, you know, him being on that track on the same level with Kendrick yeah. just does show that. So, yeah. That's what I like about it, at least. Mm-hmm. I just think it's something to, it's kind of like a bredocious move, you know? It's kind of like, oh, I'm here now. Watch out. So, yeah, especially in that time, 2012, 2013, whatever, yeah. the remix was released. Like, it was playing on the radio, too. So, let's mm-hmm. not, let's not, uh, let's not doubt our boy Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right, so I think we should uh, wrap it up. I mean, before we do that, any final thoughts about Good Kid, Mad City? This is my favorite Kendrick Lamar album. I agree. And it definitely has to do with the narrative. But To Pimp a Butterfly is a close second. Really? The only reason why I feel Good Kid, Mad City is my number one is because all these tracks can stand alone on themselves. With To Pimp a Butterfly... You really have to listen to the whole thing yeah. to get everything. Especially with that poem, like, slow, like slowly building up throughout the whole album. Yeah. I, I would argue against. Go ahead. I mean, not right now because we're closing, <laughs> but. Oh, that that uh, should be for another day. It, it should be for another day. Yeah. Tune in uh, for the next episode of, <laughs> I guess we're doing To Pimp a Butterfly, maybe? Yeah. Or maybe. whenever we do To Pimp a Butterfly. St- uh, stick around, folks. Yes. We're, yes. we're going to be doing To Pimp a Butterfly. Clap, clap. <laughs> but I definitely do agree. I think the narrative, the narrative and cinematic structure of this album really helped me to underst- like understand the album a little better. When I first heard To Pin Butterfly, I was just like, it's different than Good Kid, Mad City, but I know it's good. I know it's great. So it took a while to for me to get To Pin Butterfly. Okay. I'm not saying it's a bad album. I'm just no, saying no. Good Kid, Mad City is no, a, no. It's a little better in my eyes. I'm not 
disagreeing with anyone in this room. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I see things differently, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Though I will have to disagree with you gentlemen on it being better than To Pimp a Butterfly. I do think this is a classic album. Definitely. I think To Pimp a Butterfly is also a classic album because, Absolutely. you know, back to back, like phenomenal work. And I think later down the line we can go back and listen to good kid mad city and be like this was really good like people go back to the chronic and illmatic like i believe like this generation of kids like when they're when they look at quote-unquote old school hip-hop when we're like 50 or 60 Mm -hmm. like i think people will be looking at this like oh man like this was really good for that time yeah and i think two people butterfly will be that that same thing but that's a that's a conversation for another episode well thank you for joining us dj louis d my pleasure eddie Next week on the show, we will be talking about David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust. Yep. The rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the spider from all from Mars, but it's too long with the title. Uh, but uh, this has been Awesome Albums on WXAV 80.3 FM and WXAV.com. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, WXAV.com, for more information on your escape from ordinary radio.